Hey, congratulations, you did it. You made it to the last chapter of Acts. I am the affable Dan Parr, your Bible reading friend, and this is the Lord of the Storm podcast. For the past month, we have been working our way through the book of Acts, and today we find ourselves in the last chapter, Acts 28. Go ahead and turn there now in your Bible as we get ready to read together. I'll be reading it from my easy-to-understand-and-read EUR Bible. As you may know, I have recorded the entire New Testament and have it available on Amazon.com. If you just search Dan Parr and Bible, you'll find it. Today, we've got Paul doing some snake handling and starts the demise of the Roman Empire. Let's ask God to bless the reading of his word. Father, thank you that you illuminate our minds and give us insight into your word. Do so again, we ask as we read it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Acts 28 After we safely arrived on land, we learned that the island was called Malta. The natives showed us uncommon kindness. They kindled a fire and took us in because of the rain and cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and bit his hand and locked on to it. When the natives saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Even though he has escaped from the sea, justice will not allow him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and wasn't harmed. They expected that he would have swollen up or dropped dead suddenly. But when they watched for a long time and saw nothing bad happen to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Now, near that area were lands belonging to Publius, the leader of the island who took us in and courteously hosted us for three days. His father lay sick with fever and dysentery. Paul went to see him and prayed over him, and in laying hands on him, he was healed. When this was done, the rest who had diseases on the island came and they were also healed. They also honored us in many ways, and when we sailed off, they provided all the things that we needed. After three months, we set sail in a ship from Alexandria, which had been wintered at the island. Its masthead had a carving on it called the Twin Brothers. Arriving at Syracuse, we stayed there three days. From there, we circled around and arrived at Regium. After one day, a south wind sprang up, and on the second day, we came to Puteoli, where we found believers there who pleaded with us to stay with them for a week. After that, we arrived in Rome. When the believers there heard of our arrival, they came to meet us as far as the market of Appius and the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and was encouraged. When we entered Rome, the guard delivered the prisoners to the captain there, but Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who guarded him. After three days, Paul called together the Jewish leaders. When they had come together, he said to them, Brothers, even though I had done nothing against the people or the traditions of our fathers, I was still delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. And when they heard my case, they desired to set me free, because there was nothing that I had done that deserved the death penalty. But when the Jews spoke against freeing me, I was forced to appeal to Caesar, not that I had anything to accuse my own country about. For this reason, I ask to see you and to speak with you, for it is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They said to him, We haven't received letters from Judea concerning you, and none of the Jews have come here to report or speak anything bad of you. But we want to hear more about what you think, because concerning this sect, we have heard that everywhere people are against it. After picking a day for the talk, many people came to him where he was staying. He explained to them, testifying about God's kingdom and convincing them about Jesus from both the law of Moses and from the prophets, from morning until evening. Some believed the things he said, others didn't. When they didn't agree among themselves, they left after Paul said, The Holy Spirit spoke correctly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers when he said, 
Go to this people and say, In hearing you will hear, but will in no way understand. In seeing you will see, but will in no way perceive. For these people's hearts have grown callous, their ears are deaf of hearing, their eyes they have blinded, so that they can't see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart. If they would turn to me, then I would heal them. Let it be known to you that the salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. When he said this, the Jews left and had a great dispute about it among themselves. Paul stayed two whole years in his own rented house and welcomed all who were coming to him. He preached God's kingdom and taught the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness, without hindrance. And with that, the book of Acts ends. It's nice that it ends on a happy note. It makes for good reading. Well, like a happy ending. But now, let me play the role of Paul Harvey and give you the rest of the story. The Bible doesn't explicitly say how Paul died, but we know that Jesus told him that he would suffer much for the gospel. And in his second letter to Timothy, Paul makes it clear that his time is coming, saying, The time of my departure has come. But the best information we have comes from the writings of Eusebius, an early church historian who says that Paul was beheaded in Rome. Now, the question is, why was he beheaded? At the end of this chapter, we're told that he spent two years teaching the gospel with boldness and without hindrance. That doesn't give any hint of him being in danger. He might not have been in danger for a couple of years, but Rome was, although it would take a few hundred years for it to be completely destroyed. If you read about the fall of the Roman Empire, you'll learn there were a few factors that come into play. I won't go into all of them, but one factor was the spread of Christianity. We're told in this chapter that Paul was preaching there for two years. This would have been around 61 AD. Rome burned in 64 AD, and Nero, who was the emperor at that time, blamed it on the Christians. So Paul, who was obviously a Christian and had been speaking about Jesus without hindrance for two years, was beheaded. And for the next couple hundred years, there was persecution against Christians in Rome's attempt to stop Christianity. But they couldn't do it. No matter how many Christians they killed, people kept giving their lives to Jesus and pledging allegiance to him. As Christianity spread, Rome's influence and power declined. Finally, in 313 AD, that which they tried to stomp out became legalized. And by 380 AD, it became the state religion. Many will say the role of Christianity in Rome's fall was only small, but there's no doubt it did spread across the empire and it couldn't be stopped. And as people made Jesus their Lord, the faith and devotion they gave the empire was greatly diminished. In the book Isaiah, in chapter 55, verse 11, we are told that God's word will not return without result and that it will accomplish all that God desires for it to do. As we've said many times before, Jesus is the word of life, and the word is active and alive. Things may take longer than we anticipate or even want when it comes to spreading the good news, but it is always working day and night, all the time, and it is steadily and assuredly making changes in people's lives and in the world around us. That is why we must continue to speak it and let it go out, because eventually it will make a difference wherever it is planted just like it did in Rome when Paul planted it in Acts chapter 28. Let's pray. Father, it has been good to read your word. Thank you for the way in which it works. I confess that I want to see it work faster than it does. But you are not bound by time. You do everything perfectly and make things happen when they need to happen. 
Thank you that we can trust you with timing, even when it isn't our timing. Lord, as Paul spread the good news in Rome, may we spread the good news everywhere around the world so billions of people will have the opportunity to hear it and respond. This can only happen through you, and we ask you to use us in making it happen. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, my congratulations to you in making it through the book of Acts. What will we read together next? I guess you'll just have to turn into the next episode to find out. Thanks for listening today. God bless.